What's going on, everybody? This is Noah Alvarez, and you are tuned into another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 105 of the show. Before we get things started, again, we have to thank Vince Correa for designing the My Mike and I logo that you are seeing in your screen. He helps out a ton, too, with the graphics that go into the My Mike and I Instagram page. If you're on Instagram, be sure to go give it a follow at my period Mike and period I. One more time, that's at my period Mike and period I. I absolutely know nothing about graphic design, how it works, or how to even get started. So it's another thing that I don't have to worry about. Big shout, shout out to you, Vince, for designing this and getting a lot of that help or getting a lot of that artwork in for me and helping out with so many different things. Also, shout out to Generic Sports for producing the instrumental playing in the background. You can check out more of his work at soundcloud.com slash generic sports. Also, be sure to check out his Bandcamp, his Twitter, and his Instagram. Same name under all platforms, generic sports. There's no tricky spelling either. Now, before we get into this week's show, did want to shout out really quick to phoenixfit.com, F-N-X-F-I-T.com. I'm an ambassador for that brand. They have a lot of really good workout supplements. You have your pre-workouts, your post-workouts, your BCAAs your super greens and all kinds of good stuff there they also have some dope workout gear and merchandise there but the biggest thing that i like to promote with this brand is every purchase you make on their website they donate one gallon of water in need to a person of need across the globe through their live program so that's something be sure to go check it out and if you like any of the products on their website whether it's their supplements or their fitness gear Use promo code MyMikeAndI with the letter N, so my Mike, the letter N, I, for 15% off on all your purchases. So one more time, that's PhoenixFit, F-N-X-F-I-T.com, and use promo code MyMikeAndI with the letter N for 15% off on all your purchases. It's going to a good cause. Also wanted to take this time to plug LockerRoomSportsCA.com. Myself, along with Carl and Max, we recently put together this website. And we're, you know, building a team of great writers. We have a lot of different content on there from sports, MMA, <clears throat> to pop culture. I know sports are on the break right now, too, but we're starting to pump out some pop culture stuff in there. It's a lot of fun. I'm always, you know, I've, I've been writing for, if you've been following this podcast for a while, I've been writing since I was in college, doing different kinds of stuff. So it's just another outlet for me. But now this time I have a little bit more control over what goes there on that website again that's lockerroomsportsca.com if you're interested in some sports blogs and if you're interested in blogging for us too after checking out the site be sure to hit me up you can dm me on the instagram page or on twitter at underscore noah alvarez no tricky spelling now also really quickly too wanted to plug a new podcast that i started with two friends of mine mac and ben they were on the show that we did a tribute for for Kobe Bryant a few months back. Now, the new podcast that we started is called Cut That Shit Out Podcast. It's a little bit more edgy. We, on this most recent episode, on episode two, we talk about white privilege. We also talk about the protests going on in Orange County, as well as Huntington Beach. And so, like I said, it's a little bit more on the edgy side. If you're into that thing, be sure to go check it out. The Cut That Shit Out Podcast featuring myself, Ben, and Mac. We're relatively new to the, the podcasting game. But... Hope to, uh, you know, get that podcast up to where this podcast is eventually. Again, still not really sure if we're going to do once a month, every other week, once a week for that podcast as far as time-wise. But once we get that situated, we're going to pump out quality content for you guys. I'm really excited about the direction that one's heading in. 
Also, really quickly, too, wanted to let you know, if you want to hear more of me, you can go check out the Rocks in the Outfield podcast, too. It's a podcast hosted by my buddies Max and Carl, the two guys that I started Locker Room Sports with. Uh, they have their own podcast where they talk about Angels baseball, but I just recently started producing their show for them. So I have a lot of fun with it too. You know, sometimes I'm included in some of their top fives or when we do little drafts and stuff like that. Really fun. Again, that's Rocks in the Outfield and cut that shit out if you're looking to find my uh, more of my content via podcast platform. Now let's go ahead and get into this week's show, episode 105, and this week's guest is Aaron, and Aaron is the CEO of Trophies. It's a store in downtown Santa Ana. It's a streetwear brand. Uh, Check out their website at trophiesoc.com. He's also known as the Fit Realtor on Instagram. If you're in the Orange County area, you've probably seen a lot of his stuff. He does the running club. He has the nutritional shakes that he's always posting. Really fit dude dude who works non-stop he's a crazy entrepreneurial mindset and work ethic uh, we have a lot of stuff in common i actually played football with him back at golden west so, so basically we catch up from what happened i guess after golden west how he got his real real estate license two starting trophies it's a really in-depth conversation without further ado hope you enjoy the conversation between aaron and myself Man, well, take me back, because last time I saw you were playing football at Golden West. I mean, were you always having that entrepreneurial mindset, and was this all kind of your vision when you were playing football? Man, in all honesty, bro, I mean, I've always had a crazy-ass work ethic. Mm-hmm. I mean, even before G-Dub, I was working, like, two restaurant jobs, you know? I remember I first started at Pat and Oscars. I was running track at OCC, and I was like, yo, I still wanted to play football, so I ended up transferring to G-Dub, and I had a gray shirt or red shirt my first year. And I was like, yo, I really want to do this. You know, I'm really trying to excel past, like, the uh, uh, JC level. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I, I was always driven, you know. Um, we got to G-Dub, and I was like, man, this is so lit. You know, I love it. You yeah. know, it was always a passion of mine, you know, going growing up high school, and then we get to college. I, it was just like always a passion of mine. So after that, after like we do our whole good season and everything, you know, nine and two playoffs and all that, came back for another year. But they said I didn't have enough credits, mm. you know. And I like I looked at my 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 credits and I went to my counselors. You know, I took summer classes. I did everything I possibly could to get to where I needed to be, but it just wasn't happening. And I just like decided to hang out my cleats, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, it's, it's time to start making money now. So I was working at two fine dining restaurants after that. I worked at um, Oak Grill at the Island Hotel mm-hmm. in, in Newport Beach. And then I worked at Morton Steakhouse. Oh, all right. Yeah. But before that, like I went on vacation after G-Dub, right? It was summer. I went with my ex-girlfriend. We went to Cancun. And I had no money, bro. I had three maxed out credit cards, you know. I had uh, $40 left on one of my credit cards. I came back. I had lost my job. Oh, shit. So I come back from vacation with no job. <laughs> no cell phone because I, I dropped it in the pool, you know. So I'm I'm asked out right now. Yeah. Come back home. Um, I applied to, like, 10, 20, 50 restaurants, right? 
a, a whole week staying up to like 2 a.m. I was like, bro, no one trying to hire me. I get a call from the Irvine company like five days later. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, we have a, a, a opening for a position. Um, we we're wondering if you would like to come in. So I went to the interview, right? Give them my resume. They was cool with it. I did a couple of interviews. They told me that, yo, we, we got to drug test you. <laughs> I've been smoking at the time, you know, back then. And uh, I said, dude, I'll go back home. I was like, I need to pass this drug test tomorrow. <laughs> I go to a Ziggy Smoke Shop on McFadden and Beach, yeah. and I buy some uh, some fake piss. I had $40 left on one of my credit cards. I was just like, yo, I'm going to use it. Uh-huh. I got to get it. Uh-huh. We go, um, I go to the, the facility where they make me take the test. They call me three days later. I'm like, oh, you, you're passed and everything's good. Come, we're, you're hired on board. Okay. So I started working there. And I started working, I was there for five years, right? And in between, one of my boys from OCC hit me up and he was like, hey, bro, like, I started selling real estate, man. And he was showing me his checks and I was just like, yo, these are big checks, man. Like, mm-hmm. you really eating, that's a lot of bread. So working at the two restaurants, I started taking my real estate courses, you know, and I was still, had a girlfriend at the time. I was juggling two jobs, still hitting the gym, you know. Mm-hmm. I was doing it. I would wake up at 4.50 a.m. to go to work, right? Damn, okay. Get to work at 5.30. Get off at 2. I'd go home, do a little bit of real estate, take a nap, and I'd go to my night job at 4 mm-hmm. p.m., 4.30. Mm-hmm. And I did that six days a week. Yeah. So it was tough, bro. Mm-hmm. And mind you, when I would get off at night, I would go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> I would just, I just to, yeah. I'd have to, you know what I mean? So we get to, I mean, we get to, okay, so I got hired over there. And then my boys are like, bro, study for your test. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, sick. Study for my test, you know, I was studying every day. I finished it in three months. Mm-hmm. Once I go take my test, this is like March 7th, I remember it. Took my test, I passed it, bro. I was so excited, right? I'm like, damn, I was watching Million Dollar Listing at the time. I was like, bro, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to make all this money. After that, I started to see it like seven months every day going to the office. I quit one of my jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, I quit the morning job at, at the Island Hotel for the Irvine Company. Okay. So I still worked at night, but then in the morning, I, would go in, I was going to the real estate office, right? And I was working like 40, 50 hours a week, bro. No check. Seven months. Dang. My first open house we had went to, this couple came in, and they had a house to sell, but they weren't really ready to sell it yet. I got a call, like, six months later, doing open houses every Saturday and Sunday, waking up at 11 or 10 a.m., you know, trying to get my stuff in, putting out our open house signs. You know what's hot? It's summertime. Yeah. You ain't trying to be in the open house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we would be there five, six hours and nobody walked in sometimes. Dang. So it was a grind, bro. Mm-hmm. You know? So me and my boy were like, dude, this is like, it's getting, it's like tough out here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I still had one job, but I still had bills to pay. A car payment. Mm-hmm. You know? I still had to pay credit card bills. I still had to eat. Yeah. You know? I still like doing other things, but like this money wasn't coming in. So... I get a call six months later, and then the couple are like, yo, we're ready to sell a house. We actually helped them sell their home and buy a new home. Okay. So nice. thank God that helped out. But, I mean, still, could you work a job for a whole year 
and not get paid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it's it's so hard. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people ask me until this day, like, yo, should I do real estate? Should I do real estate? I'm like, yo, I've been grinding for four years nonstop. You know what I mean? Like, could you work a job for a whole year without getting paid? Yeah. You know? And it's like, people got kids, people got families, all that, you know? If you don't have that mindset that you want to go get it, you're never going to get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I always say, like, if you don't go get it, you're going to be stuck in the same spot for the rest of your life. Right, right. And being content is cool. You know, that's totally fine. But the lifestyle that I want to live is not, like, it's not average and it, that's just not me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I always want more for myself. You know, there's always something better to do. Or there's always going to be somebody with more money than you, better than you at this. But, I mean, you just got to fucking hustle. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was lucky to have a lot of mentors um, when we were, um, me and my brother and all my friends were interning for I'm King. You know? Okay, yeah. And we were like, yo, this is dope, man. We saw them moving. You know, we were young. We wanted to be like those guys. Yeah. You know? So, when, um, during the real estate, I was just like, I just really saw myself being a realtor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, um... After that, you know, my brothers and my other partner, very successful in their, like, entrepreneurial skills and their businesses. That's when we came to trophies. Okay. You know? We were like, yo, we got to do something, you know? And then we're like, yo, we, we know how to sell clothes. Like, we seen it, like, our whole lives. <laughs> right, right. Like, where should we, like, the first thing was, like, where should we put the store? Mm-hmm. I'm like, where, where else? Like, our own backyard, mm-hmm. you know? Downtown Santa Ana. Yeah. Um... So, I mean, we all, us three of us, there's three of us, we all grew up together, you know, and we were all on board, but, like, to see, like, it happen in full force, and, like, slowly, I was here every day, you know, making sure the contractors were here building, you know, and I seen it, like, literally get built from the ground up. A lot of people are like, why is he taking a picture of chapter, um, chapter one all the time? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um... And then in August, when we posted it, people were like, yo, that's dope as hell. Like, y'all got a cloning store? That shit's sick. Yeah. How'd you come up with the name Trophies? My brother. Okay. My brother made the name. And it basically stands for, like, this watch is a trophy to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This store is a trophy to me. Mm-hmm. You know? It's an accomplishment. Like, right. whatever you worked hard for is a trophy. Mm-hmm. You know? So you... We got trophies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so that's where we came up with that idea. Um, we opened uh, last August. And ever since, bro, like, we've had so much support from the city, from everybody that we went to high school with, college with. You know, they just have been so supportive of us because it's hard. Yeah. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, being a young entrepreneur you have to deal with overhead. You know what I mean? We could have started out of a garage, but we didn't. We really just jumped full force into it. Mm-hmm. You know, put all the money in for this to, to make this store. And we we didn't even have any gear. We didn't even have any trophies, clothes. Like, <laughs> yeah. we just sold other people's clothes. And, like, we've slowly progressed. Like, you, as you can see on the wall, like, we got hella shit coming out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Is it summer collection or what? Basically, yeah. Okay. Yeah, summer and then... uh fall mm-hmm. so bro it's it, it it's been a journey man and mm-hmm. we're not stopping you know not yet 
we're, we're gonna ride this till like the wheels fall off and i mean with the whole COVID thing mm-hmm. was definitely a blow but you just gotta learn to adapt oh yeah because if you don't adapt you're gonna fall you see all these people that don't do online stores like barney's you know they've been around forever mm-hmm. they just close their doors why because they didn't do online brick and mortars is so hard mm-hmm. you know if you're not doing online it's like you you can't just rely i mean on getting foot traffic and yeah. like downtown santa Ana, no foot traffic mm-hmm. there's no foot traffic here we're bringing people from surrounding cities to come to our store and i feel like that's one reason why um people don't really shop online because the store is so iconic that they want to come here mm-hmm. and check it out mm-hmm. You know, there's no store like this in downtown Santa Ana. You know, man, you have Riff, but yeah. they don't really sell streetwear. Mm-hmm. You know, they sell Bape and Supreme and stuff. Like, it's going to be high-priced items, you yeah. know. They just opened up Bape Santa Ana okay. right down here, right down 4th Street. I mean, we're, we're, we just want to keep riding, you know what I mean? And then we, we, we just thank the people so much because without them... None of this would be possible, you know, the daily support. Mm-hmm. Even, like, all the people from high school, junior high, um, elementary school that we've known throughout the years have came in. Even if they don't buy anything, yeah, you know, they still took time out of their day yeah. to come fuck with us, you know? And time is, like, you can never get that back. <laughs> exactly, yeah. 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 What was one of the tougher challenges as far as opening the store and the obstacles that you had to overcome? I think getting the permits, bro, mm-hmm. because you got to go. I was at the city like every other day. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I never opened a business before. So first we had to get like the LLCs made, you know, legal zoom. There goes that. And then we had to get like go to the city. Then we had to find the spot. Then we got to get the permits and the certificate of occupancy and the business licenses. Um, <laughs> your, your sign can't be x amount of big the the letters on the window can't be x amount you know what i mean that was probably the hardest step bro Mm -hmm. you know getting all the stuff from the city because it's like i knew how to sell real estate i didn't know how to open up a business (laughs) right you know and especially a storefront Mm -hmm. excuse me or some of those brands that you were wearing as a kid that kind of inspired you to make your own brand with your brother and your friend um i'm king man I'm king, dude. I swear. That brand was like... We we work there like almost every day in the summertime, you know? We would be in the warehouse um, sh- doing inventory, shipping shit out, you know, all crazy stuff, packing boxes left and right, making boxes. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. And then like when we had got free clothes, it was just like, yo, we didn't even need to get paid. <laughs> And we were around so many cool people that it was just so chill. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was lit to be around these people. Right. You know, so that was that was really cool, and they really, we really envisioned us being like them. So I think that's where like it really came from. Yeah. The streetwear, you know. How did you guys get that uh, gig in the summers? Um. Well, my my boy. I went to La Quinta, and then I guess I'm King, like, originated in that area. Oh, and then my, my, my homie actually knew those guys. And we first started out by going to their warehouse sales. You know, we would be there a day earlier, and we would be just be camping out, waiting. You know, when the warehouse sales were big at that time, you mm-hmm. know? 
big warehouse sales, blowout deals. You know, they give you a trash bag, yeah. $10 shirts, and we was, like, coming <laughs> home just, like, Yo, I got dumping out all of my <laughs> shit. Hella excited. I only spent 200 yeah. You know what I mean? And it was just, we were so happy. And then slowly but surely, they started to know us and know who we are. And they're like, yo, you guys trying to intern? Like, one of us started. And then another one started. And then another one. And then we got all the homies in there. Little you know, we got all the homies in there working for I'm King. And we got hella gear. Mm-hmm. You know? So, and then we were going wearing it, like, at school. Yeah. And everybody's like... Yo, where'd you guys get that? Oh, that's fresh, yo. So that's kind of like how we got the job, yeah. you know. So you told me the mentors taught you a lot. What was like kind of the most important thing that you you took from that internship with I Am King? Man, I would see, I, I would see them be there every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And after I seen them like kind of start to fall off. It kind of was just like, dude, like, it doesn't last forever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was going so good, but I'm not sure what, what really happened. Um, but nothing good lasts forever. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you, I seen them putting the time and the work and the efforts, you know, and you just want to be like these guys that were, they always had nice cars, you know, nice watches. Always were wearing the cool clothes, you know, Louis Vuitton, this and this and that. And being 15, 16, seeing older people like that doing it, it just made, like, us want to be like that. Mm -hmm. But I really feel that the drive and the determination that my brother and I have really came from our roots, you know, from our parents, Mm -hmm. you know. My mom immigrated here when she was seven years old with her five brothers and sisters from Laos during the Vietnam War. They all lived in like a Mm -hmm. one-bedroom apartment, you know, all of them, all seven of them, you know, mom, dad, and then her five brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. They lived in a refugee camp for two years before they even came to America. Yeah. And then, like, my grandma recently stopped working. So I felt like our the grind has always been instilled in us because they went through so much to get here Mm -hmm. with nothing you know and for us we were born here and it was it's almost like we we gotta do better yeah yeah. we have to you know what i mean there's there's nothing there's no other choice than to do better and to do the best that we can you know to make them proud Mm -hmm. Because they didn't have shit, and all my aunts and uncles are successful. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they were coming from there. They couldn't even speak English when they got here. You know what I mean? <laughs> my mom tells me this story all the time, how they were so poor that for Christmas, they would get Lifesaver candies. Oh, shit. You know Damn. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of my friends' parents immigrated here, you know, but some people got the drive and the determination you know mm-hmm. some people don't um i used to get i i didn't understand why my like my dad used to work so much mm-hmm. you know what i mean on the weekends my parents divorced when we were 4 years old me and, so me and okay. my brother we had to grow up real quick mm-hmm. like going to my mom's house my dad's house you know we had to take our own clothes you know what i'm saying yeah no one was watching out for us so we were like best like we were always close and um, I never realized, like, I was like, 
man, my dad's not here. You know, why is he working so much? But now that I get older, I think I realized it like maybe when I was 22, 23. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I see it. Mm-hmm. I see why he works so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you got to. You know what I'm saying? You want money, you're going to have to go get it. Yeah. No one's going to give shit to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've never taken a handout. You know what I mean? I've always worked and I've always made sure that whatever I was doing, I was the best at it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was. I started off at the Island Hotel as a busser. I finished there like as a one of the top servers and I was one of the youngest ones when I just left this past October. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy though. I, I think a lot of times, like the kids of immigrants, of immigrant parents, that always breeds like the hardest working kids, especially like the more dramatic the story is. Because, like you said, your grandparents and your parents came over from like a war torn country. Um, my par- my grandparents brought over my parents from Mexico, and while it wasn't war torn, I saw, you know, they would always tell me uh, stories about how my grandpa, like, just worked in the fields in California, like, you know, night in and night out. And then my parents, like, and my uncles, like, they all grinded. And sure, they didn't, like, do their own entrepreneurial things because they didn't know how to go about that. But whatever, like, job they had, they were just always putting in the time. And like you said, when you're older, you kind of realize that. And you're like, shit, like, I'll be damned if I don't work hard because, you know, they had so much. Like, my, my dad, man, like, it's crazy to think, like, he didn't have a stable house. Like, so him, like, buying a house and, like, none of his brothers or sisters have a house. Yeah. That's, like, a huge accomplishment for him. Yeah, definitely. Sure, he might not be perfect in any other aspect, but like, dude, that was like a huge win for him. Like, he gave me something that my grand or my grandparents never gave him. So it's like I think like having that generational success, usually of immigrants, not all the time, but a lot of times you see the parents or the kids of immigrant parents, they just have a different kind of grind. Yeah, definitely, bro. And I feel like whatever it may be, my people aren't gonna stop till they are fully on top mm-hmm. you know one day I'll be like yeah you know I'm okay with where I'm at and it's just like I'm cool yeah you know what I'm saying you I feel like we'll always find a way to make money mm-hmm. you know whatever the case may be you know people say that they'll work I always used to think that when people said oh I'll, I'll, I'll die like when I work you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying I, because like if they don't work, they will die. You know, you're so used to like being driven and doing what's your next task? Mm-hmm. What do you got to accomplish? What's next? What's next? A lot of people always tell me like, what are you thinking about? <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, I'm thinking about what's next. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're not thinking about tomorrow. I'm thinking about next two weeks. Yeah. Next month, you know, next year, you know, what? what's next? Mm-hmm. Because like one of my favorite questions to ask somebody if I meet them, like, if I go on a date or something, I'll ask them, I'm like, where do you see yourself in five years? Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, if you can't answer that, it's yeah. like, you're really narrow-minded. Mm-hmm. Like, what? <laughs> How do you not know where you see yourself in five years? Yeah. You know, that's one of the easiest questions to ask. And if you don't have that planned out, mm-hmm. then you might just be too young mm-hmm. or you're just not on that level yet. Right. You know? And it takes, I know it takes time, but I really feel that whenever my brother and I tried to do something, we always tried to do the best, Mm -hmm. you know, or be the best. That's why when I was in real estate, I was so depressed, bro. I I was like, I'm I'm working so damn hard, but I'm not seeing 
any results yet mm-hmm. you know like it was the hardest thing i ever did bro i was depressed for like six seven eight nine months Damn. you know bro waking up and i was like bro like i, I don't want to do anything like i don't want to do this like i want to go back to sleep mm-hmm. you know and it was just a kind of a turning point maybe i want to say two years ago where it started to flourish for me mm-hmm. you know and i was still working at uh the restaurant and I was still getting money from there. And then the deal started to come in. And then now I'm on year four. And it's just like my phone's blowing up, mm-hmm. you know. And I never miss a call. I'm always on my phone because the market right now for realtors is so saturated. Yeah. And everybody and their mom knows a realtor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A little bit of luck and some hard work, you can be great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's crazy because, like, we grew up in Santa Ana, right? Santa Ana is not the most luxurious place to live. But if you go 15 minutes down the 55, 15 minutes down the 5, like, there's some really nice homes in South County, Irvine, Santa Margarita, like, all over that place. So Mm -hmm. I know there's, like, a lot of – you mean, you're not just dealing with, like, I want to say chump change, but you're not dealing with, like, the Santa Ana market. You can really expand within a matter of, like, 40 minutes. You don't have to drive to L.A. or Beverly Hills. You don't. 20 minutes, man. You can be in million-dollar homes in Newport Coast. Yeah. So what's crazy too, going back to the five-year plan is like every time, I guess I could kind of like uh, bounce, like feed off of what you were saying is like when I was 15, if you asked me what I was doing in five years, I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do, right? Yeah. 20 years old, I had a different answer. And it's okay like if your answer continuously changed, but I just think like now as a 25-year-old, my, my five-year plan is way different than when I was 24, yep. 23, 22, 21. So it's okay to grow. It's okay to like kind of throw a wild idea out there if you don't have like a particular like narrow mindset but then you at least you get the ball rolling yeah. if you're not working towards something I feel like that's why a lot of people struggle you're just in limbo yeah you're literally just in limbo bro um when I was when I had got my first job and I seen I remember when I got my first check I uh was like damn $400 <laughs> I was like yo this is this is a deal and a half I would go to Westminster Mall I spent my whole check in a day. <laughs> and that was on a Friday, yeah. right? So Saturday, Sunday, I had no money. Then I had to wait two whole weeks again. Yeah. I was just like, no, like, you can't be doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But ever since then, I tried to double my salary every year. Mm-hmm. You know, if I made X amount last year, I was going to try and double that. If not, make close to doubling that, mm-hmm. you know, this year. Just because, like, you... It's realistic, you know, you just gotta fucking grind, mm-hmm. you know, grind your ass off. And that's one reason why I got into real estate was because you can make your own money. You can make zero dollars, you can make fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars in a month. You know what I mean? And I was always good at sales, you know. I started off selling breadsticks, you know, <laughs> yeah. and pizza. Then I went to steaks and fine wine now i sell houses and t-shirts right that's crazy what's the toughest part about juggling trophies the brand and the store and also just you know being a real estate agent you have no idea bro i wake up at 6 30 every day mm-hmm. you know what i mean i get my little coffee i do a little like uh stocks and trading in the morning um i recently started running so i'll do my run but i mean if you don't have it like 
planned out, mm-hmm. you will get fucked over. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, the day goes by so fast here. We used to be open 12 to 8. Mm-hmm. Now we're only open 12 to 5 because of the whole COVID thing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, have you ever had 36 people asking you for 36 different things and you have to respond to everybody? <laughs> right, yeah. You know, I, sometimes I'm overwhelmed. But you just got to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There was a part, there was a point where I was drinking excessively, like mm-hmm. a lot. Like I would just go home and just drink. Mm-hmm. And I would feel like, yo, it's like I, I need to be stress-free. You know, it's helping me de-stress. Mm-hmm. But it was just because, like, I didn't know how to cope with all this shit that I was doing. Yeah. At one, I, here, here, here was my day um, when I was still working at the restaurant. I was still doing real estate. And we had open trophies. Mm-hmm. I would wake up in the morning, um, go for, do my workout, right? I'd go home, take a shower, come to trophies, leave trophies at like 4 o'clock, right? Drive all the way to my house in Found Valley, take a shower, get ready, drive all the way to Fashion Island, Newport Beach to be at my job at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. At 5, um, I started there. I'd get off about 11.30, 12, and then I would get home, and I'd be like, yo, like, I'd be tired as shit, uh-huh. you know? And I would sleep till 7, 8, and do it all over again, five, six days a week, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So it was just, like, so draining, bro, so draining. Open houses... On the weekends, Saturdays and Sundays, you know what I'm saying? Putting out my signs out there so my face can be seen. Yeah. But nobody would come in, you know, because who's trying to go into an open house? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's if I prior to prioritize my day, bro, like from the get, from 630, mm-hmm. you know, we have all this that has to be done. So if you start like putting compartmentalizing things, you know, all right, I got to get this shit done here. All right, it's about this time, I got to get this shit done here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. By this time, you're like, okay, if I don't get all this shit done, then I have to fucking go home and keep doing my work, you know? And I mean, I remember some nights I'd be here till like 3 a.m. when we first opened up because we had to do inventory. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to put stuff in the POS, you know, and the analytics behind all of it. I don't. Uh, people don't know how hard it is to run a clothing store. Mm-hmm. When I go into stores now, I see it's way different. Yeah. I'm looking at all the merchandise. That's inventory that they had to put out. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, accounts accessible, accounts receivable. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I see money. When you're a regular, when you're a regular employee, you don't got to worry about the, the the internet. Right. You don't got to worry about the electricity. You don't got to worry about the rent. You don't got to worry about pay. You don't got to worry about are we gonna make enough money to keep um, to pay the employees. Mm-hmm. You don't got to worry about shit like that. You know. Mm-hmm. And like ever since we opened this joint, it's really really opened my eyes to see like all these businesses that are open you know because it's like we run on a a, a real tight budget over here you know what I mean so it's just I try and do whatever I can to make the most money for the brand and the store right you know because it's it's so hard bro 
if I'm not, we have employees that work here, but if I'm not doing a showing with my real estate clients, I'm here, mm-hmm. you know, and it's tough because a lot of people vibe with me. I'll tell them, they'll be like, hey, are you at the store today? I'm like, actually, I'm not, but don't worry. I'll make sure you get our family discount. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But then they'll just be like, oh, I'll just go when you're there. Yeah. So if I'm not here, we miss a sale. You know what I mean? I and, and we can't afford to miss a sale because all the overhead we have, mm-hmm. you know? And um, with right now, with the whole real estate thing and COVID, like, I use this as my office. You know, I'm always online. I have I have an assistant. She helps me out tremendously. Mm-hmm. You know, she does everything, everything for me. Um, shout out to Lisa. Um, it's just you. I, I've got to a point where I have everything. I'm a routine type of person. Yeah, I do the same shit every yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> if I get out of my routine, I'm I'm fucked. Right. I, I'm, I'm like all over the place. I don't even know what the fuck's going on. Like the world's about to end. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if I get out of my routine, I'm just all over the place. So for me, I, I, every day is the same thing. I wake up and I do the same thing yeah. every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's crazy because like, I feel like people in our culture, they kind of either made fun of that or kind of looked down upon you if you were like that hit kid in high school who were writing things down. But like that's how I am now, you know, and like. I don't deal with 30 people at the same time, but like there are some times where I'm talking to five different people that I want to interview for the show. I still got work. I also coach. So I'm just like, there's a lot of people I want to talk to, but if I write it down, hey, do this first, then do this, then do, it like organizes your life. And people are like, oh, that's crazy. Like you're crazy. And it's like, no, but it helps you because if you try to do it all that stuff and you're not like writing it down and organizing it, man, like you said, you'll just go crazy. You're going to forget. Yeah. And you forget. Exactly. And then it looks bad too. Cause like, and you're that person who didn't show up for a meeting or that person who forgot to text someone back and that ruins relationships in the future, you know? Yeah, definitely. I One thing is you never want to burn bridges. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what it is, you you have a good work ethic, you know. You're always good to the people that were good to you, you know. Even if somebody wasn't good to you, I'm still not going to be, I'm not going to burn anything with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Life is way too short to be mad and angry and sad all the time. Mm-hmm. To be stressed out, stress will kill you. Yeah, you know what 100%. I mean. No, yeah, it does. Now that we've been here for about a year, and we've grown so much, I I really, I really know how to cope and handle and manage all that stress. Mm-hmm. You know, because there is a lot of ask from me, but I've been doing it. You know, sometimes I gotta sit down and be like, "Fuck, bro!" I'm like, I'll start writing all the shit I've done throughout the day and I look at it and I'm just like I did all that today yeah but it feels good right yeah it does <laughs> yeah. and I and sometimes like I try to show like other people that and they're like you you did all that today <laughs> yeah, I'm like crazy. yeah like how I'm like well bro I woke up at 6.30 to start off yeah you know time is money mm-hmm. if you want to sleep I'll sleep when I'm dead I yeah, mean yeah. I sleep, yeah. but it's like, I'm up, you know, 6.30 a.m. in California, it's already 9.30 in New York. Yeah. They already up. They're three hours ahead of us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They got their start. Like, I was, when I was working at the Island Hotel, I worked the morning shift. Mm-hmm. So, we would have people come in at fucking 5.30, 6 a.m. when they opened yeah. because they were all from the East Coast, stock traders, brokers, oh, okay. financial advisors, yeah. all that shit. 
because we had um, PIMCO right next door to us. It's the second largest uh, stock exchange outside of NYC. Oh damn! Yeah, okay. bro. It's, it's it's they have like seven trillion in assets. Like they they big time. Yeah. And they would always all their financial people would always stay at our hotel because it was walking distance right across the way. Yeah. So all their big wigs got put up in there, and I was like, I've I've seen so many famous people or rich people that were like. Like uh, senators, presidents, oh, okay. um, Ben Bernanke was the chairman of the U.S. Treasury. You know, like all these big people. And one thing they always had in common is they always like, cause I was that type of person. I was outgoing. I wasn't just your server. Like mm-hmm. you'll get yo, you would know my name at the end of the at the end of your eating. Of course, you you yeah. you gonna know who I am. Yeah. So they would always talk to me and everything. And like, yeah, you know, you. You always got to start your day by waking up early mm-hmm. because that's the first accomplishment right there. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you wake up at that time, you're already head of the game. You have so much time yeah. for the rest of the night, for the rest of the day. Yeah. So that kind of got instilled in me. And I was like, yo, these dudes are so successful. They would always be on Wall Street Journal, mm-hmm. reading the newspaper, looking at stocks in the morning. It was like, it was a real eye opener mm-hmm. because like I never knew about stocks, and I recently, uh, two thousand and seventeen, I started trading um, crypto. Okay. And then I've held it for a long time, but I recently started trading uh, stocks. You know, I I made some pretty good money off stocks. Yeah. Um, from one of my my groups that I'm in, all my boys they uh, are on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So they always let me know like the ins and outs and whatnot. Um, always giving me pointers and tips. Let me know what trades are good, what trades are bad. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Freedom Investing. Um, but yeah, bro. I mean, waking up early gives you so much more of everything. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, yeah. I start. I barely started waking up early. I want to say like three months ago, and ever since then it's like it kind of changed me a little bit Mm -hmm. you know and plus with this whole like fitness regimen that I'm on right now Mm -hmm. it I have more energy now you know I feel better you know I I know how to prioritize everything and I have more time Mm -hmm. to do everything that I got Mm -hmm. because it's like all my clients right now are kind of for real estate are kind of like in limbo, I have some that are that need to buy, you yeah. know, but then some that are kind of just waiting to see how the market is. Of course, yeah. So speaking on fitness and expanding on that, I saw you do the running challenge. You're posting it all the time on Instagram. What inspired you to you do that with uh, some of your friends? Well, bro, honestly, I mean, I I saw myself, you know, I stopped lifting mm-hmm. about last year. When we opened trophies, because okay. it was just so much, man. I had, I, I, I really just stopped getting into it. And I was just like, a couple months back, I was just like, why do you stop lifting? Like I was, I talked to myself and I was like, why do you stop lifting? Like you've always loved it, you know, you always enjoyed working out. Why do you stop? And I always, I always made an excuse that I didn't have enough time or I was tired. Right. I was tired. And I was, I always, um, I always needed, I was counting on motivation, right? Mm -hmm. To be motivated. But 
when you're disciplined, you don't need motivation. Motivation yeah. is just a feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, being disciplined is what you need to do. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I see myself working out. You know, I was on day thirty, uh, going real hard, and I was like, I'm not seeing a difference. So I was like, the gyms were closed. Yeah, I usually go on the treadmill or on stairmaster actually. Okay, and I was like. How about if I just start running? Started running. Yeah. And I was like, two miles, 18 minutes. I was like, 19 minutes. Okay, let me get it down. Like, I was so competitive with myself. Yeah. You know, I always wanted to see myself do better and just knock shit off all the time. Just be better, be better, mm-hmm. be better, be better. Be better than the day that you were before. Right. You know? And I just slowly started to run a lot. <laughs> and I enjoyed it. Yeah stressed out day come home put my headphones on four miles you know six miles three yeah. miles I think you do like eight or ten yeah, yeah. It, I did eight miles last week it's been uh, six weeks now since I started running okay you know I started to lean out a lot um, my diet's way better than before um, I'm really just trying to be okay with myself mm-hmm. and be like like trying to get my body back to where I was mm-hmm. last year you know but I I only work out, lift, like, maybe two times a week, if that. Yeah. But diet and running, like, is definitely, like, the biggest thing, mm-hmm. you know, and I have my meals spaced out throughout the day. Um, and I started doing uh, the Nike Run Club app, and then I would just start trying to get faster and faster or go longer, go longer. Right. I'm, like, in my head, I'm, like, all right, I'm going to go two miles. And it's, like, I'm not tired. Right. <laughs> I can go two and a half. Yeah. Shit. I'm not tired. Right. All right, I can go three. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just tag all my fo- like all my friends, my followers, mm-hmm. you know. I started making this shake that I used to make, like, back in the day, like, when I had my illest fitness page mm-hmm. um, right after a college. Uh-huh. Um, I was super into fitness. I was going to get my NASM certification. You know, I, I did all the shit. I just never went through with it because I started to see that trainers didn't make shit. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> they no. don't make any money. And I was like, 50000 <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I need a lot more than that. Yeah. You know? So, um, I mean, I started making this shake, and I have, like, at least 35 to 40 people that – tag me or they they start doing it and they're like yo it's really good Mm -hmm. i'm like of course it's good like (laughs) i would never put anything on there that's not good you know and it's very simple Mm -hmm. it's only like a cup of vanilla yogurt a cup of frozen berries Mm -hmm. a cup of spinach um a cup of almond milk uh vanilla and then um a tablespoon of coconut oil bro you blend that up and it's like damn it's gonna give you some good nutrients Mm -hmm. that that shake itself is like only maybe 250 calories but it has so many antioxidants the spinach is going to help you burn calories yeah. throughout the day start your metabolism like i i, I live by that shit you know yeah. i was only going for a day 60 like i was only going to do a day uh, like 60 day regimen yeah but i'm on day 62 now i'm like i'm trying to go to 100 bro <laughs> nice yeah nice. like a three month four month thing uh-huh. and then just maintain it mm-hmm. you know like you don't need to get better yeah you just you just got to keep going and then like for me, I open my phone. I'm like, yo, who? All my friends, like, who ran today? Who right. did it? How many people are behind me? Am I in first or am I in second or where am I at? Yeah. You know, and if I'm in second, I'll go for a quick run real quick just because I need to be first. I feel you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a competition, bro. And I feel like, too, like, as football players, like, I recently just started running, too. But, like, bro, like, football, like, running 
is not what we do long distance, right? No you know way, I mean? like, yeah. Weight, I want to say weightlifting is easier because you could challenge yourself and push yourself, but you're more comfortable with weightlifting. You're more comfortable with like plyometrics and even like CrossFit type movements, depending on like, you know, what your program did. But running, man, like just like straight running in the street or on a trail, like that's hard, bro. That's not what we're used to doing. Not at all. So it's like a huge, like if you can overcome like the, because it's a mental game, right? Yeah. If you can overcome the mental game, that that helps you in so much aspects. Yeah. Um, my dad ran his first marathon mm. when he was like 24 right and he has a picture and he's all like super ripped up and like he's going to the finish and he, you don't even it looks like he just started because he's so like he's so happy Damn. so like i'm really trying to train for a marathon next year okay. like i i really want to do that before i turn 30 you know nice. if you can run a marathon you could do anything yeah yeah bro that's 26.2 miles of fucking <laughs> straight grind you know and like with my long runs like i'm not a distance runner i ran the 100 and the 200 and, and then the four by one like i'm a sprinter right. you know what i'm saying i don't run long distance <laughs> i even hated running the 200 i was so gassed with my coach i remember this one time i had we was at a track meet against troy high school and it was for the 200 i didn't run my coach comes to me and he's all like you're in the four by four now oh. i was so gassed bro I was like, damn, really? He's like, yeah, that's what happens when you don't want to run the two. You go run the four now. Mm -hmm. So that was probably the <laughs> worst experience I ever had because I'm not, I wasn't a distance runner. Yeah. So getting back to like uh, the marathon, I've been slowly been getting, I've been pushing myself um, for sometimes faster times mm -hmm. or a longer endurance time, you know, and it's all about your breathing, yeah. you know. And you got to control your breathing. If you feel that you're out of breath, you just need to slow slow your breathing down. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, the longest run I've went on is an eight-miler, and that was last week. This mm -hmm. Sunday, I'm going on my 10 miles. Okay. Um, but just to be, like, at a solid pace, because if you could do a half marathon, you just got to get it through your head. Because after that, it's all mental. Mm -hmm. Because I, I felt... When I had hit the seven miles, my I, my legs, like I couldn't feel them. Mm -hmm. You know, my mind was telling me that you can keep going, bro. Yeah. I, that day, I almost was all like, you can keep it going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Man, hit me up when you do that marathon because that's what I'm trying to train for too. I just started like I'm a week into it, but man, I'm trying to run a marathon in 2021. Yeah, bro. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be... The feeling of accomplishment mm -hmm. is going to be so crazy because not many people can say they ran a marathon. Of course, yeah. You know? And at the time, you're just, like, going through your head, and you're just like, I can do it. I can do it. You know? I was always afraid of running. Miles Square Park is by my house, so that's why I run, mostly. Mm -hmm. Or I'll go run at the beach. But um, I was always afraid because it's intimidating. Yeah. You know, you... It's like, dude, I'm only right here. I still have to go around the whole damn park to get to the four miles. Mm -hmm. And even and even if you do get to the whole park, it's not four miles. It's only 3.87. <laughs> so you got to run a little bit extra to get to that four. Uh -huh. So all you guys out there that are running Moscow Park, you got to run a little bit more to get the four miles. <laughs> um, but I started, I started to take it like mile by mile. Mm -hmm. All right, let me get this first mile. And then I'd be like, all right, mile and a half down. Let me get this mile and a half. Mm -hmm. Now I'm at three. 
you know, every time when I'm listening and they say the guy in my head or the, in the earphones is like, you have like one mile left to go. I, I always turn it on, bro. Yeah. I always turn it on. Like I'm sprinting now, you know, he's like 0.49 miles left. I'm like, oh, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Let's pick it up, you know? And I'm always trying to get, find the right pace. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes I'll, I'll go at a nice pace. Sometimes I'll try and just be fast as shit. Like, mm-hmm. let me challenge myself today. Like, how fast can I run these two miles? You know, how fast can I run this three? How fast can I run this four? Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest thing is people get scared and intimidated. Like, I can't run 10 miles. Like, I can't run 13 miles. Like, have you ever tried? Yeah. You know, you're already defeating yourself. Right. By saying going, you can. But, yeah, by going into it. Like, I, I try to run with a lot of people because... They'll get me, they make me faster, Mm -hmm. or I can push them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So running with a lot of different people, some people are slower than you, some people are faster than you. Having somebody in front of you is going to make you want to go faster. Oh, yeah. And if they're pulling (laughs) away, you go run faster. Yeah. You know? I remember in high school, because we used to test on the football team for our mile time. Yeah. I'd always pick, like, a fast corner, someone who's, like, a lot lighter, but I would try and keep up with them and I usually end up getting like my best times like under 7 under 630 because I'm trying to keep up with them but the times are just like either chilling with another friend who's slower yeah you know I'm getting 7 730 and it's like no no I need to go back up to the front you know yeah and um, I feel like when you start to when you able to break that in your head Mm -hmm. that that the mindset like you can like you can do whatever mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and but I mean to break it is tough yeah oh 100% you know what I'm saying <laughs> to push yourself when you feel like you're done you're only 40% there you know like I done I'm done I can't go anymore like my legs are gonna give out no you're not <laughs> right you know I seen that I read that and it's like your brain is so powerful mm-hmm. that it's crazy you know I I've been doing a lot of um uh, audio books okay and I watch uh, YouTube videos you know if I don't know how to do something or something yeah I always like to do my own research I'm not trying to ask anybody you know mm-hmm. just to get the, I, that's that's one of my biggest pet peeve, pet peeves asking somebody for shit or they're asking me for shit I'm like bro I just told you that you know what I'm saying bro I just told you this like go back in the the, the thread that uh-huh. we're in yeah. I just told you that like six hours ago right you know what I'm saying like, when people can't do shit for themselves, it really, really, like, it really pisses me off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one's stopping you from doing anything. Yeah. You're stopping yourself, you know? And it's like, you're the reason why you are where you are today. Mm-hmm. Not because anybody else. Right. You know, people tend to blame shit on others mm-hmm. a lot. They don't ever want to take the fall. But are you really being true to yourself? Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. It's like... It's the easy truth- way out. Yeah, it's know? the easy way out. You want to get a scapegoat? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. You want to blame other people for shit that you fucked up on? Or you took their advice? You know? Listen to yourself. Be true to yourself. Because I know a lot of people that are like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Right. It's so... It's like... It's, it's cliche, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. So many people you try and help, but they don't want your help. It's like, yo, I'm, I'm literally telling you what to do. And you're going to be better than you were yesterday if you do it. Yeah. But you still don't want to put in the work or put in the effort. Yeah. You know? And it just, it blows me away. 
because it's like it's there here are all the tools in front of you use them yeah you know what I'm saying uh-huh. they're all right here in front of you just use them utilize it to your the, the your biggest extent I always say you can put two people in a room give them the both the same exact shit but one person is gonna work way fucking harder than yeah. the other person uh-huh. And it's the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. You can give them the same exact things, the same exact skills, the same exact tools, everything is the same. But one person is going to outwork the other person. Mm-hmm. And that's how I kind of feel like you might have more money than me now. You might run faster than me now. You might close more deals than me now. Mm-hmm. But all the fucking work that I put in, it's going to come to flourish. Damn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You will not outwork me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and I feel like with that mindset, how are you gonna lose? You'll never lose, you know. And if you do lose, you're gonna come back and you're gonna win. Mm-hmm. Because at that time, like I had just posted a picture. Don't compare your chapter one to somebody's chapter twenty. Right. You know, with Instagram and all this <clears throat> shit, people are living these lifestyles that are so fake and are so facade. You know what I mean? Posting hotels, posting this, posting that. Let me see your bank account. Yeah. You know. What does your FICO score look like? Mm-hmm. What is your debt to income ratio? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All this type of things like play out. It's so crazy because if Instagram wasn't so lucrative, you'd think that it wouldn't be like this. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's crazy because we're always on our phone. Like, oh, let me see who somebody posted that. Oh, somebody posted this. Yeah. Let me go leave a comment, you know, showing love or not showing love I'm just gonna I'll follow you but I'm just gonna scroll past your IG yeah. the picture I'm like why you even follow me cause you wanna see my shit show me some love support me right you know what I mean and it's just like you can never you can never put a price on hard work uh-huh. you know what I'm saying and the work ethic because if you do the work it's gonna pay you back. Yeah. It might not pay you back now. I mean, I did, this is my fourth year in real estate and I'm barely getting paid back. You know what I'm That's saying? Great. Yeah. Long term. Long term, bro. Longevity. We want the long money. You mm-hmm. know, I want, the, I want, I, I always say, when people ask me, like, oh, you're, you're, like, they ask me, where do you see yourself or where do you wish you were at? Mm-hmm. Right? I'd be like, yo, honestly, I wish I was 40. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. Because at that 40 mark, I'm going to be making the most money. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I would have started real estate right when I got out of high school, uh-huh. I don't think we'd be having this conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just in all honesty, I, I really don't feel like we'd had this conversation just because we would have never met in football. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 10 years of doing anything. You have, what is that, 30,000 days? Yeah, yeah. More, well, more than that. More than that, yeah. 30,695 <laughs> days or something like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You put that many, that much time and that many hours into something, you're going to be somebody. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? 10 yeah. years, you know what I'm saying? It could be your ninth year, your 10th year. Shit, it could even be your 11th year, your 15th year. But if you stop, you'll never you'll never get to where you want to be mm-hmm. if you stop. Right. You know, and I really believe in you. You got to love what you do. Mm-hmm. That's why I loved working in the restaurant. When I went there, I didn't work. Yeah. I was just 
take care of people and they would enjoy my company. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And after after that, I was just like, I was making good money there. I was chilling, bro. <laughs> I wasn't even working. Right. I had my friends there that worked there. It was just, you never work a day in your life if you love what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's would, crazy. You, would you, if you're making all this money and you're so stressed out, is it really worth it? Mm-hmm. When the more money, more problems. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I feel like nowadays everybody wants to be rich and successful, but nobody want to put in the work. Mm-hmm. Nobody want to do the work. Mm-hmm. They just want to get rich quick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, oh, I want to be an influencer. I want to be this. I want to make money on Instagram. Yeah. I'm like... What the fuck? <laughs> Have you even worked a real job? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to be an influence on Instagram, you better be making content every damn day. Yeah. For what you want to be known for, mm-hmm. not what gets you the likes, you know? Because year five, year six is going to hit. They're going to be like, oh, dude, so-and-so been doing that. Yeah, exactly. You know, she's been doing that or he's mm-hmm. been doing this stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm kind of like... In between, because it's like, I love fitness, but I sell real estate. Yeah. And I own a clothing store with, yeah, my, my, yeah. My, with my brothers. So, it's like, I, I kind of got to be like, all of it. You know, <laughs> my name is the Fit Realtor. Yeah. you I cannot be fit and not be the realtor. Right. You know, like, I'm just not the realtor. He's the Fit Realtor. Yeah. And it's funny, though, like, when I see some of my followers, like, they don't even call me by my name. They be like, yo, Fit Realtor. <laughs> so, it, it's like, super funny. And I'm just like, yo, what's up? Yeah. Or like when people that I've never met before mm-hmm. in my life come to the store and they're like, hey, what's up? I'm so cool with them. I'm like, what's up? Yeah. Like you know I pre- yeah, I know them. No weird, no awkwardness. You know what I'm saying? Because they came here to show me love, you know, and I totally appreciate that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But some of these other people like that are not outgoing, you know, they're hella weird. <laughs> Somebody that's on Instagram compared to who they are off the screen or off that in person, you're like, yo, what the fuck's wrong with her? Or what what the fuck's wrong with him? Like, he's the total opposite of who he is on his IG. Yeah. You know? No filters, no nothing. I mean, this is me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's tight, man. This has really been a, a fun conversation for sure. Before we wrap things up, I do like to ask a couple fun, quick hitter questions. If you could have any type of exotic pet, what would you want to have? Um, shit, call me Tiger King. Ti- okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some tigers in the back. Yeah, back. shit. I, bro, you could get it for two bands. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that shit costs more than a Frenchie. I yeah. mean, it's less than a Frenchie. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that is crazy. If you could go back in history and talk to any person, dead or alive, who would you want to talk to? Damn, that's a tough one. <laughs> Shit. It could be multiple people too. I mean, if I could talk to anybody, shit, I probably want to talk to Kobe. Mm, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, he was like, I felt like he was like my big brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, growing up watching him, I mean, everybody that was born in the '90s, you, this was our Jordan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you grew up in LA, OC, like, pretty sure you yeah. were a Laker fan, bro. Yeah, or at least a Kobe fan. At least a Kobe fan. Yeah, you know, and it's just like. All the things you hear about him, about him being like, uh, like, 
of that mama mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, like being in the gym, the first one in there, being the last one in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, f- I fuck with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No one's gonna outwork me. No yeah. one's gonna out hustle me. And I think that's crazy. Like athletes and other people too, celebrities have that kind of pedestal where they can influence thousands, probably even millions of people without ever meeting them. Like you never met Kobe. I never got to meet Kobe, but I feel like. We 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 vibe off that mamba mentality a lot, and that's just crazy. Like that they have that kind of platform, you know. Yeah, straight up. Mm-hmm. You can have any kind of toppings on a pizza. What would you want? Ah, uh, bro, I'm going pepperoni jalapeno. Okay. Throw that on there. I even throw. I'm throw bacon on there. Okay. Hell uh, yeah. <laughs> ham. Ham <laughs> pineapple. Meats, yeah. I don't like sausage though. Okay. Yeah, okay. not on the. I mean, I'll eat it, but. I, it ain't on there. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. If you were deserted on a tropical island, what are three things you would want to bring to pass the time? Shit. Um, any. You could bring three. Anything. <laughs> anything. Like, uh, what about a woman? Yeah. You I got bring a, three I, women. <laughs> three women might make the time pass faster. <laughs> a lot faster. <laughs> But I probably gotta take whoever I'm seeing. Uh-huh. You know, I'm gonna take alcohol, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I probably take a. Uh, is there food on the island? Yeah, let's just say this the, island has food. It yeah. has food already, right? Yeah, yeah. and it has alcohol. Yeah. No, it doesn't, have, it doesn't al- have alcohol. No, just yeah, I gotta food. take a girl. I gotta take some alcohol with me, and then. Um, I'd probably bring uh, suntan lotion. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Got to get that tan on. All right. No, I take that back. A toothbrush. Ooh. Got, ooh, the hygiene. All right. Smart. A toothbrush. Yeah. yeah. Your teeth will rot real quick. Like <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Last one. If you could give any advice to your younger self, what would it be? Don't stop. Keep going, bro. Mm-hmm. You're going to make it. Mm-hmm. You're gonna make it. Mm-hmm. You just gotta keep going. Mm-hmm. And when you feel like you're at your, like at your, when you're down and you yeah. feel like you're shit, you're gonna fucking step over that shit and you're gonna just be killing it. Mm-hmm. Don't ever give up on yourself. Well said, man. Really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do this with me. This nah, bro, I appreciate it, man. Anytime. I mean, I felt like uh, with all this. We definitely can inspire the younger youth. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to do, man. Yeah. Boom, Noah Alvarez back here to wrap things up for episode 105. Big thanks to everybody that's listened to the entire episode. If you really like that conversation between Aaron and myself, be sure to leave a rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on any other platform, be sure to like, be sure to subscribe, be sure to follow. And if you can, you know, shoot that link over to a, a coworker to an aunt, to an uncle, to a parent, to a sibling, to a cousin, whoever you think may like this podcast or some of the previous episodes, I'd greatly appreciate any support for the podcast I can get via word of mouth. Again, one more time, follow this podcast on Instagram at my period Mike and period I. You can also follow me on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez. And if you're looking for more of my content, Cut That Shit Out podcast, as well as Rocks in the Outfield, hosted by Max and Carl. And speaking of Max and Carl, be sure to go check out LockerRoomSportsCA.com. It's a blog that we all started, and there's a lot of sports content, a lot of pop culture content. That's just a great place, and we're going to just continue to build that up to be a very strong 
sports blog or just a pop culture blog with some sports and some pop culture and just things from all variety and yeah just you know like i always say in previous podcasts if you know during this quarantine i know there's a lot of uncertainty i know a lot of people are a little afraid still um but just you know continue to find a, a hobby continue to work on a hobby that you may have dropped in the past continue to you know work on some goals that you may be put off to the side whether it's losing weight learning how to cook you know painting your room whatever it may be i encourage you guys to continue to chase your passions find some sort of side hustle and work on a hobby during this free time that we're going to get in quarantine because you never know when we're going to get this much free time in our lifetimes again so that being said remember chase dreams not checks go all gas no breaks in the year 2020 and uh, also be sure to go check out Phoenix Fit 2, as I mentioned in the intro, fnxfit.com. And use promo code by Mike and I with the letter N for 15% off on everything on that website. Boom, that's it. That's a wrap, man. My voice is toast. This week has been rough, but that's that's going to be it. <laughs> that's it for episode 105. I'm Noah Alvarez, the host of the My Mike and I podcast, signing off. Till next time.